Hi, welcome to James Miller Lifeology, where you learn to simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. My name is James Miller. I'm a licensed psychotherapist and a composer. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Let's get started. I wanted to take just a quick moment to thank you all who continually support and listen to James Miller Lifeology. I have been so blessed and honored by your continual support. I wanted to make sure that you don't miss out on anything exciting that's happening over here. So make sure you sign up for my free newsletter at jamesmillerlifeology.com. I have a great show for you today. I'm going to help you examine your life to see how fulfilled you are. I'll also be interviewing philosopher coach Craig Filek, who's going to review his purpose mapping system. This is a comprehensive system that he's devised that will help you find your purpose and mission in life. For more information on Craig and his purpose mapping system, please visit purposemapping.com forward slash lifeology. I have some exciting news. Did you know that I'm on the radio three times a week? You may hear me on the same station on Tuesdays at 1.30 p.m., Fridays at 9.30 a.m., and Saturdays at 12.30 p.m. You may also hear me anytime on iHeartRadio as well as on all the other major podcasting platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and many others. Simply search for the show name, James Miller Lifeology. Are you struggling today to find your purpose? Has mediocrity set in and you can't imagine doing the same thing for the rest of your life? Are your relationships struggling or you aren't sure how to make long lasting changes in your life? Then today, contact me, James Miller. I will help you recognize the areas in your life that are going really well. And then we'll look at the areas in which you are struggling. We will create actionable solutions to help you create long lasting changes in your life. You don't have to do this alone. Go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com and click on the page, work with James. Fill out the form and it will be sent directly to me. Don't let another day go by without finding your way. Your change can start today. Once again, go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com and click on the page, work with James. Fill out that form to get started today. How fulfilled are you? In life, we set out to accomplish all of our hopes and dreams. But unfortunately, along the way, we make compromises and sacrifices, and sometimes we don't reach our highest potential or even follow through with the goals that we had. In your life right now, how fulfilled are you? When you examine your life, it's really important to determine the areas that are going really well, because obviously the more you focus on that, the more that sense of fulfillment will spill over into the other areas of your life. My guest today, Craig Filek, has an amazing purpose mapping system that I can't wait for you to hear. But I wanted to give you a little bit of a foundation for you to determine your own sense of fulfillment, which will then help you understand the specifics of how his purpose mapping system really applies to you. It's important that you define what fulfillment means to you. My version of fulfillment may be different than yours. So when you can look at that, you'll have a better understanding of how to really capture what your life is like. You've heard me talk about the fulfillment graph. And just as it sounds, is it's a graph that measures your sense of fulfillment. On the horizontal line, you break down your life into as many components as possible. For example, your health, your marriage, your friendships, your finances, your diet, your exercise, your spirituality, and the list goes on and on. And the more comprehensive you are with as many categories as you can create, the more successful you will be with this. And then on the left-hand side, the vertical line, you want to create a measurement between one through 10. And then as you use your sense of fulfillment, you want to rate each one of those categories. And it's a great snapshot for you to take a look at that to see really where you're being fulfilled in the areas of your life. And then you'll see some areas in which you can improve. I've been in this field for over 20 some years. And in this, I realized that not everybody can use this type of scale. In other words, one through 10, just don't work that way. Another way to do the scaling system is to use emotions. 
What is the most joyous emotion you can think of? And what is the least joyous emotion you can think of? And then you fill in the difference with multiple different levels of those emotions. And that's a way that you can also graph this out. Some people are more figurative. In other words, they have a picture of how they would look like should they be incredibly fulfilled in life. And you want to have that picture be at the 10 mark. And then you can create a figure or a picture of yourself not being fulfilled. And then once again, you fill in the difference with different versions of those pictures. So it's really important for you to really do how you conceptualize things. There's actually five different ways in which people think, but I'm just going to give you a couple little examples of how you can really start to rate things in your life. And when you understand where you're doing really well, it helps you not create a blanket statement of how your life is going. For example, if you say I had a really bad day today, well, the reality is you probably had about five minutes of a negative situation that you experienced, but unfortunately that five minutes overshadowed everything. So when you can really break your life down into all these categories, you'll see that there's so many other areas in your life in which you're being fulfilled. So this is a quick little tool that anybody can use at any time. And in fact, I would recommend that you repeat it multiple times throughout the year. Lastly, when you do complete this graph, it is important for you to be in a quiet place, to not be emotionally charged, because your emotions can sometimes skew the way you rate things. Make sure you really have a good perspective of your life when you complete this. You may be surprised. You're more fulfilled in life than what you realize. Did you know I have a YouTube channel? That's actually how Lifeology started. I have well over 155 episodes that I've created specifically for you. I do know that many people struggle with listening to a full 30-minute show. So these episodes are about three minutes long. Each episode will give you a practical tool or technique that you can practice daily to help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. Simply go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com, or go to YouTube and search for my name, James Miller Lifeology. Greg Filek is a founder and creator of Purpose Mapping. With over 20 years' experience facilitating deep inner work, Craig developed Purpose Mapping to bring his own life into alignment after walking away from a seven-figure business and what he thought would be his ideal life. Now he guides high achievers around the world to realize their full potential by clarifying their purpose and making a meaningful contribution every day. Executives, entrepreneurs, investors, and professionals around the world seek Craig's guidance when making life-changing decisions. Welcome to my show, Craig. Hey, it's great to be here. Yes, thank you so much for joining with us today. You know, you and I have have a lot in common. We both walked away from very lucrative businesses that we probably thought was going to be how we would retire. Uh, So definitely, I'm looking forward to hearing your origin story and how that really is relevant for your own mapping. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I think there's a, it's, it's, it's similar to what they say, you know, the, the, the greatest days in a man's life is the day that he buys a boat. The day he sells the right? There's sort of, right? There's just, there's just something you can't really get your head around until you've had that experience. Mm -hmm. And I think for a lot of us, you know, we set out somewhere in our 20s, you know, it's like, okay, this is going to be my path to success. And then somewhere in our 30s or 40s, we actually attain what we set out to achieve. And we realize, is this it? Checked all the boxes off the checklist and I'm totally not fulfilled. What is going on yes. here? And that's a devastating moment. That's a mm. devastating experience. And so then we have to figure out, okay, now I've got, you know, the, the house and the cars and the vacations and the private school, you know, whatever it is, the lifestyle that we've created, I call that the golden hamster wheel mm-hmm. because we're kind of stuck on it. We can't yeah. really just jump off because then what happens to all of these things that we've come to uh, expect and depend on in our lives and our families are depending on. So it can be a very jarring transition to face that. And I think a lot of people just keep hitting the snooze button because it's just like they don't they don't see a way out. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you're absolutely right in that respect. And I think it also goes back to the 
there's a lot of distractions, even though those things that, that we had enjoyed in that lifestyle. But if, like you said, if we, if we can't find a way out of it, then yes, we will continue to buy more of those things. And they're just empty, empty toys, if you will. And then pretty yeah. soon that's, that's that instant gratification and then we get bored with it and then we do something else, which is really a form of mediocrity. You know, going back to what you said, if, when you ask the question, is, there, is this all there is? Well, that's really a form of mediocrity in, one, in an area in one's life. I agree. I agree. And what I find is that, you know, the, the, the climb up the ladder, or so to speak, is rewarding, mm-hmm. right? Every time we, you know, we, we close that deal or we, you know, get that promotion or we, you know, start that business, whatever it is, there's a, a, a hit of dopamine mm-hmm. that we get. And so, you know, achievements, right, in Maslow's hierarchy, that's a legitimate level, yes. and, and, you know, and so I think people kind of top out there and then they stop achieving so much or they go for, you know, things that are like riskier, edgier. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't mean it's healthy. Sure. <laughs> exactly. Well, exactly. Right. That's what, you know, actually Harvard Business Review wrote a, an article called Summit Syndrome and they talk mm. about how, you know, mischief and turmoil and just, you know, a lot of chaos starts to erupt because we're either self-sabotaging mm-hmm. or we're looking looking for that fix, that dopamine hit, uh, that rush that we were getting, it's not as easily attainable in right at that level of success that, that people achieve and they kind of top out at. That's why I call it the golden hamster wheel, right? Mm. You go from the ladder to the hamster wheel and you're, you're still making the same motion, but it's not actually going anywhere. Sure. And so to go to the self-actualization level, we actually have to shift gears. We have to operate on a different basis. And so that's what I work with people on is helping them make that transition because it is very scary. And we want to do it without blowing up the success you've already created. If at all possible, we want to preserve as much as we can to help make that transition smoother, both for you and your family. Sure. And making that pivot as well. And so I think that's one thing people think, oh, I have to do something completely different. And that's not really the case. It's just a slight pivot. And then with more information, then you decide if it is slightly different alteration um, and then you continue to move in a different direction or you stay where you are. I mean, so there's, there's a lot of, a lot of ways in which it can be achieved. That's right. That's right. And so exploring what that looks like for each individual, because there's no, there's no cookie cutter. There's Mm -hmm. no one size fits all, right? It's not an assembly line at that point. It's a very custom job when you get to that level. (laughs) That's very true. (laughs) Well, that's when, and that's when you created the, the purpose mapping. So tell us about that and how that's really applicable with what we were just talking about. You know, years and years ago, when I became first an entrepreneur and, and a father, for that matter, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was a, it was a big holy smokes, right? There's a lot to learn, <laughs> in a very short period of time. Here. And and the reason I became an entrepreneur is because I I'm I'm unemployable. I'll just be really honest about sure. it, right? I just don't fit in in the cog in the wheel type of a model that I think, um, particularly in upstate New York, you know, it's a it's a rust belt town, and um, and so it's it's sort of seen its heyday. There's no Google headquarters here. There's no Amazon headquarters. There's nowhere really. <laughs> super innovative with lots of room for people like me. So I had to figure it out on my own. And uh, for me, that was a lot of reading. That was, you know, just the the classics, Stephen Covey and Tony Robbins and Michael Gerber and Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn, all of these guys. And they all kept talking about purpose. It was just, they were using different words, mission or primary aim or, you know, whatever it was, but your why, right? They were all pointing mm-hmm. at this underlying concept and saying, this is it. You can't be successful without this. So I said to myself, well, I better, I better get this sorted out, <laughs> right? And, and so that began a lifelong quest is, is, you know, it's been over 20 years now. Uh, that I've been, and I was a philosophy and religion major. So I was already sort mm. of in the question of why. Sure, the existential right? thought. Sure, yeah. Yeah, and just looking at, you know, what's the deeper meaning here? And so 
um, as I started to boil these things down, I realized, you know, actually purpose and mission are not the same thing. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I, I read that, that you have a different um, understanding of that. Yeah, I think it's conflated a lot in, in the corporate speak and, you know, people are not making a clear distinction here and it's really biting them in the tail uh, when they get to the top of the mountain and they say, you know, my purpose is climbing this mountain, whatever your mountain is, mm-hmm. you know, that success you aim to achieve, you accomplish your quote unquote purpose and then what is your reason for existing now? And they mm. hit this existential tailspin and it's really scary. Uh, whereas if you say my purpose is this thing that is just, you know, for as long as I exist, this is the reason I exist, mm-hmm. right? And, and it's like I, when the litmus test question I have for my clients is, okay, great. Have you always done this? Like since you were two years old, mm. can you kind of remember, uh, you know, like the acorn seedling and this huge oak tree in my backyard? You'd never really know that they were the same thing except for the little serrations and the patterns of the leaves. Then there's this Fibonacci spiral of development. Uh-huh. You can see that there's a way that, oh, yeah, yeah, this pattern's always kind of been here versus a mission, which is like a three to 10 year big, hairy, audacious goal. I'm going to climb that mountain. I'm going to get to the top, plant my flag, say I did that, understand my purpose even more deeply, and then set my sights on the next mountain or the river I'm going to go down or the whatever it is that I'm going to do. Uh, and that's just another mission that is in alignment with your purpose. And so I think it's important to make those distinctions. Mm-hmm. One is existential, one is strategic. And I think it also goes back to, and I maybe I'm saying this in a prosaic way, but I think the purpose part of it as well is it's also just your countenance, your comportment, who you are, and the mission is the actual tangible outcome of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's this strategy for how you're going to live in alignment with mm-hmm. your purpose. Because I think that that's one of the things that we realize is, okay, now I've got the success. I can kind of make choices where I want to go on vacation. You know, what mm-hmm. I, what kind of car I want to drive. I have a lot of choice, but I, I feel trapped in in what I get to do every day. Yeah. And at a certain point, that becomes intolerable. And what we're really looking for is we're looking for something that feels aligned, where we are playing to our signature strengths, the things that light us up and put us in flow, you know, which is that that optimal state of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Where we perform at our best. We feel at our best. And as a musician, a composer, you certainly know what that's like. Uh-huh, sure. yeah. Right. And we live for that. Yeah. That's the meaning of life. I mean, the guy that defined the term flow, Mihai Csikszentmihalyi, he boiled down all his research to say, I think flow is the only practical answer to the question, what is the meaning of life? Mm. Right? And so that's what we're, that's what we're really seeking. And so the mission then is our strategy for Correct. how do we get our life into alignment with our flow state, with our purpose, with the reason we exist and get a chance to execute on that progressively every day until we hit flow on a daily basis, mm. which you know, to me is what it's all about. Oh my that's, gosh, yeah, sublime, right? exactly. <laughs> yeah, the dopamine, the serotonin, it's <laughs> yeah. all flowing without the pharmaceutical industry getting their hooks into us. Sure, exactly. Well, how do you help people find their purpose? You know, I actually, I, this is another thing that's kind of unique about my process. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was introduced to Carl Jung and Joseph Campbell and uh, shadow work, you mm-hmm. know, very early on. My, my godfather uh, was a university professor. And so he would toast every, you know, Easter dinner, <laughs> Christmas dinner with follow your bliss, right? Uh-huh. So that was in my brain from a very early sure. age. Introduced me to the Enneagram and you know, uh-huh. my mother yeah. was into the Myers-Briggs and all this. So, so I started to look at, well, what is 
my Enneagram and my Myers-Briggs and you know my wealth dynamics and my Colby, what are they all saying about who I am and why am I here and what are my signature strengths? And and through that process of triangulation, you know, this is how your GPS mm-hmm. is uh, pinpointed. Yeah, exactly. Space, uh-huh. right, three satellites, mm-hmm. not just one. Yeah. Right, it takes three to triangulate your location. And then something really interesting happens. You know, Joseph Campbell says the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure that you seek. Mm, interesting. Right. So when you think of the hero's journey, I mean, a great one is, of course, the Lord of the Rings. They literally go into the mountain, they face <laughs> the dragon, and there's treasure. Great allegory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so there's, you know, there's a way that we have these like really pristine lives, and everything looks great on the surface, mm-hmm. but it's the stuff that we don't want to feel, that we don't sure. want to face. And that's hard to do because we're talking about shame. We're talking about the parts of ourselves that we hide, repress, and deny, but that's where the gold is. And mm-hmm. so What I help people do is use these different personality profiles to pinpoint not only their strengths, but also their downfall, the things that take them out of flow, because that's like the bumps in the side of the Mm -hmm. highway that are like, you know, wake up, you got to either pull over and check the map, take a nap, or just get back in between the lines and get back into the flow of the traffic. We need to know what those things are because they helped us direct ourselves just as much as knowing what our strengths are. And then we pinpoint the shadow. And I help people go in and get the gold out of their shadow. And that liberates energy, attention, and Mm -hmm. power. And you can use that to fuel the development of your strengths. And that's what puts you in flow. And that is what I call the axis of purpose, connecting those dots right there. So so it's a bit of a unique process. And I've been through a lot of them. And I've probably spent over a quarter million dollars on coaching and therapy and trainings and things. And, And I don't really see a lot of people going into these dark corners, but that's where the good stuff is. So that's Certainly. a large part of what I do. Well, it also goes back to if we cherry pick the different aspects of our life, well, that's what we're simply doing is cherry picking. So we're not coming from a holistic standpoint. We're not incorporating all elements of us. There's a blessing and a burden to so many things in our life and learning how to reframe those areas in our life, which we're not happy about, but also just recognizing that when we, when we look at ourselves holistically, we're working as a team, we're working as a unit, as opposed to the good and bad. When we right. think of things in a very black and white state of mind like that, we are going to limit ourselves. We're not going to be able to reach our highest potential because we, like I said earlier, we're just simply cherry picking what we like about ourselves. That's right. That's right. You know, uh, Tim Grover, I was in Chicago. I lived in Chicago uh, during the six years that the Bulls won you know, the world championship. Mm-hmm. And so, so I was, you know, just very privy to, to Michael Jordan and the whole thing. And, you know, in between there, he went and played baseball, uh, for a year. I right. And that, he, yeah. he was a mediocre minor leaguer. Yeah. He was, I mean, he could kick your and my butts, but like, you know, in, in the <laughs> actual course. league where the game's played, he sure. was marginal. Right. Yeah. And so my question for people is, do you want to be Michael Jordan playing baseball or do you want to be Michael Jordan playing basketball? And so the, the, uh, Michael Jordan's coach and, and also to, you know, Scotty Pippen and, and Charles Barkley and some of the really greats in in the history of basketball this guy tim grover is a coach in chicago and he wrote a book called relentless and what he talks about is the difference between these great basketball players and the legends Mm. right like the guys that are just in the history of civilization they kind of stand out as these amazing athletes the difference is that they embraced their dark side They weren't cherry picking. And the reason is because when you're pushing away parts of yourself, that takes energy Mm. and you need all of that energy and you need that animal life force that, you know, we we tend to hide, repress and deny because it's not polite in society. But out on the basketball court or whatever game it is you're playing, whatever mountain you're climbing, unless you're tapping into that, some other guy is, some other woman is, and they're going to eat your lunch Mm -hmm. and you're not going to express your highest potential. And that sucks. 
Yes, it definitely does. I mean, I, I love I love hearing that. That's actually probably a book I'll read as well because I do like to hear that. You know, they, they, like you said, they are fearless in that. What advice would you give someone who may put their mission in front of their purpose? In other words, they put the cart in front of the horse. What would they experience? That's a good question. I think, you know, I think it's a sense of listlessness. There's just this sense of like, I'm going through the motions and everything's working, but I'm not fulfilled. I, yeah. I'm not doing what I'm here to do. I'm doing something and mm-hmm. it's meaningful to some degree and I'm getting dopamine and I'm getting, you know, accolades and I'm probably getting money or, you know, whatever it is, but it's not really the fulfillment that I feel is possible for me. That's, sure. that's what I see in my clients. How do you really quantify that? Because we all have different levels of fulfillment because it's going to be basically a feeling. It's basically, I mean, it can be represented in our quality of life, et cetera. But right. how do you really help people recognize that there's more to be experienced than their level of fulfillment. Because so many times we think, oh yeah, I'm fulfilled. But if they find that they could reach a higher level of fulfillment when they re-identify what their purpose is, how do you help them recognize that they may not really be reaching their highest potential? You know, I just ask them. I, I put a metric on it and I just mm-hmm. say, on a scale of zero to 100, how aligned, fulfilled, and in flow are you feeling in your life these days? Mm-hmm. So use the, there's three, there's three metrics as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just have a boil it all down to one mm-hmm. number because the number usually pops up. I mean, when I just spoke it, you know, a number probably popped up for you and everybody that's listening. And so, you know, I just say, go with that number. And, uh, you know, most of my clients are coming to me somewhere between 20 and 50. Mm-hmm. Right. And occasionally I'll meet somebody that's like a 78 and they just, they just, they're, you know, they're the, like the, the biohacker, the flow <laughs> hacker. And they're just like, I know there's more, like, I just, you know, I know there's more possible, but a lot of people are just kind of sucking wind in life. And they're like, they're successful, but they don't feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And that's the type of person I love working with because they're capable of making powerful decisions. They're capable of making powerful changes in their life. And it doesn't take much. You know, we're talking about a fraction of a degree sometimes. It's not that you have to reformat the entire hard drive, you know, but if you can upgrade the operating system, you got sure. the same hardware, you got the same programs you're running, but everything just runs a little bit smoother, mm-hmm. a little bit more in flow. Well, a minor adjustment can make a major improvement in one's life. That's right. That's right. Yeah. In the right place. You know, I look for that critical point. You know, Mm -hmm. you think about a car as a system of systems with lots of leverage points. There's the accelerator, the brakes, the door handle, the radio button, but the ignition is where the smallest amount of effort produces the largest overall yield in change in the entire system. So I'm always looking for where that ignition point is for Mm. people. Yes. That fulcrum or that, that vector, that's one of the most important aspects is to really, when you can pinpoint on that, it really is the hinge, the fulcrum of what, what needs to change. And that simple movement can really launch them in a different direction. Exactly. Yeah. You talk about, and this is the last thing we'll talk about before we wrap up, but you talk about four daily decisions that flood your brain with dopamine. What are those decisions that people can engage in even today? Yeah. So, so there's four areas of your life that you need to be keeping uh, track of. One is your yourself, your deep interior. Uh-huh. You, the second is your body. So that's your personal exterior. Third is your relationships. So that's your shared interior. And then fourth is your system. So this is your shared exterior. So right now you and I are on Skype. So we're sharing electricity. We're sharing mm-hmm. internet. We're sharing right the, the application. These are external to us. It doesn't matter what we believe about them or how we feel feel about them. They're just objective and we can use them and they work. 
right? And so we need to be looking at, you know, uh, for self, I break it down to your education and appreciation. And one of the uh, most powerful things you can do is to write down three things every day that you're grateful for. That is proven to put dopamine directly into your mm. brain. It's like taking a pill. You just sure. write down three things you're grateful for, boom, you get dopamine, right? So that's important. So education, you love reading, right? Listening to mm -hmm. audible.com. I love mm -hmm. those too, right? So, so those things help us just feel really good. Uh, the, the body, right? So this is your habits and your health metrics, right? So are you getting enough sleep? Are you eating, you know, having that green drink every morning or are you having donuts, right? So just <laughs> Right, making some small incremental changes there can have a huge impact on your life, particularly getting enough sleep. You have to be getting eight hours of sleep. I don't care who you are. If you go too long without eight hours of sleep consistently, you're gonna feel it and it's not gonna feel good. Sure. Uh, the third is relationships. Who are the top five people you're spending the most time with? And you know, give them, give them a zero to 100. You know, how do you feel mm -hmm. about them? Are they building you up or are they dragging you down? It might be time to change over one or two of those slots and find some more inspiring people. And then the fourth is your system. So this is your environment system. So this could be anything from the chair you're sitting in, the direction your desk is facing, um, you know, moving to another city with a different ecosystem, right? All of this, uh, you know, type of environmental system stuff. And in, in business, we say environment is the better part of strategy. In a Montessori classroom, they create the prepared environment because that facilitates learning better than anything yes. else. Mm -hmm. So you've got to get your environment right. And the last is your contribution system. When people say to me, Craig, great, I know my purpose. Now, how do I make a living with this? I say, you build your contribution system around your flow state. And so the contribution system is what am I giving? What am I contributing into the marketplace, right? For you, it's, you know, you're a psychotherapist and you do these shows and you do, you know, you compose. These are all things that you're contributing into the marketplace. And I, you know, it seems to me that your life is ideal because you, you love doing all these things. <laughs> yes, right? I do. Yeah. Not a, I mean, there's all these stuff, but you know, sure, it's not a yeah. grind for you, right? <laughs> exactly. And, and it's worth the suffering to produce them. So, so building your contribution system, the thing you do to give your gift into the world every day around that flow state. And if you can activate your flow state for a living, boy, your life is going yes. to be phenomenal. So those are the four things. I agree with you 100%, yes. Well, wonderful. I think those those are all doable. Those are all actionable. That's something we can do today. Um, I really appreciate how practical a lot of those are. And of course, the bigger ones will, will come in time. But when you start in those smaller choices you can make, just right this moment allows you once again to, to get closer and closer to your purpose and to your mission as well. So Greg Feilich, thank you so much for joining with us today. It's been such a pleasure. If my listeners would like to find out more information about you and about this amazing purpose mapping system that you've created, where where they find this information online? Great. Purposemapping.com forward slash lifeology, L-I-F-E-O-L-O-G-Y. And uh, I've got a special link for you guys. And come on by, check it out. And I look forward to uh, meeting some of you. I hope that uh, you'll reach out and we can get in touch. Excellent. Well, Greg, once again, thank you so much for joining with us. And I really appreciate your time. Thanks, James. Take care. I also want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever port you joined with us today, or please go to my website where you may sign up for my free newsletter, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, or you may enroll in the Lifeology Academy where you can take self-directed courses which will help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. If you'd like to personally work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, simply visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support and I'll talk to you soon.